0: Welcome to another episode of Call for Caring's The Empowerment Hour. My name is Michelle Bolden and I will be your guide as we journey through caregiving together. The Empowerment Hour will bring inspiration, education, resources to our audience of family caregivers and the tangible information provided today should be applied immediately after we we leave the podcast. So this month May, is we are celebrating mothers. Today's episode is part two of a two-part series called I'll Always Love My Mama. The instinct of women is to care for others. So regardless of whether you have children or not, it's related to your professional career, the instinct is just natural in there. As caregivers, we must be intentional about carving out the time to care for ourselves and at a minimum, our health. The CDC now describes caregiving for family and friends as a public issue, a public health issue. The data was collected in um, between 2017, I'm sorry, between 2015 and 2017, which is pre-pandemic. And it showed that one of four women are caregivers compared to one of five men. About 15% of caregivers reported experiencing 14 or more mentally unhealthy days within a 30-day period. About 18% of the caregivers reported experience about 14 or more days of physically unhealthy days in about a month. 37% of caregivers reported getting insufficient sleep, and about 41% of caregivers reported having two or more chronic illnesses. Again, these stats were before the pandemic. So as you can imagine, they have significantly increased since then. And too often, as we look at these numbers and look at people that we know ourselves, we find that family caregivers are passing before the loved ones they are protecting or caring for. So our guest today had the experience of it's having the experience of caring for a loved one while also making sure she had to care for herself. So I'm excited to welcome our guest, Karen Reynolds, who will share her caregiver her caregiving journey with us today. So welcome, Karen. Hi. How are you? I am well. Thank you. Good. It's good to have you. You are looking very well, I must say. Thank
1: you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. So can
1: you share your background and your current work? Sure. Um, My background is in leadership development, where I've been a corporate trainer for the past 20 years. Um, I developed a passion for helping others become their best selves. And I was able to do that through um, a variety of programs and initiatives uh, in the corporate world. That passion, uh, it also extended into the virtual learning space. And then most recently into the health and wellness industry. And I've recently become a transformational health coach. So now I'm helping people become their best selves by optimizing their health and creating healthy habits.
0: That is wonderful. Wonderful. So in the midst of all that you were doing, you're also a caregiver, a family caregiver. Yes. So can you share your family caregiving journey? Who was the care recipient? Kind of what was your role? Were you the primary caregiver? Were you long distance? Were you part-time? And tell us about how it began and then how it's going right now.
1: Okay, sure. So I am Uh, caring for my 87, soon to be 88 year old mother. And I also support my sister, who is the primary caregiver for our father. He's 88. Uh, Our parents divorced over 30 years ago. And uh, my role is as primary caregiver for my mother. Um, And we share a home together. So outside of the hours where I have caregiver support, I am her sole care provider. And of course, due to COVID, um, her interactions with others is is very minimal outside of the immediate family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we cared for our father long distance for several years, um, but that became really just unmanageable for both of us. Uh, he was in Pennsylvania. So we moved him here. And then once the pandemic hit, we moved him in with my sister. So uh, we both had those responsibilities and support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I sold my home years ago and moved here to my the home I grew up with um, in with my mother to write out an economic downturn where my company was uh, laying off people wow. and my plans were for this to be temporary mm-hmm. but my stay soon I realized it was going to be extended as I saw the, the writing on the wall uh, my mm-hmm. mom was doing well in the beginning but I began to see where this was headed Mm -hmm. Um, As expected, my presence became increasingly more necessary as my mom began to, as she aged and slowed down both physically and cognitively. Mm -hmm. Um, This led to safety concerns. Um, And then fast forward to uh, two years after this horrible pandemic, where my mother is really significantly a different person Mm -hmm. than when it started. Um, We require support now on a, on a daily basis. And I now know that caregiving is not just for the immediate client, not that, that loved one. It's also for the needs of the primary caregiver to your point about um, the effects of caregiving. So um, yeah, when I learned, and I think the statistic I'd seen was about 68 to 70% of caregivers passed before the client or their loved one. So I knew I needed to put some things in place that would support me as I care for my mom and also supported my sister as she cares for our dad. Um, My mom being a retired educator, she is accustomed to talking and being engaged (laughs) on a regular basis. And after a full day of work, I did not have the mental capacity to do that um, on a a regular basis. So having a caregiver takes that pressure off. Um, She's physically mobile, but has chronic uh, fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. So she's often in a lot of pain and has limited strength in her hands and legs and um and her arms. So mm-hmm. she needs assistance dressing. Um I installed a walk-in tub thinking that's going to give her freedom and she can sure. bathe herself and things and and I didn't anticipate the amount of strength it would take to to manage the door. So that turned into a, an, an added situation for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um And then, of course, while I love working from home, uh, it has its challenges taking care of a senior. So um, I now have a great rhythm, as I call it. It took me a while to figure it out. But I have that rhythm. I have systems in place. And that is a key thing, having a system and process. Um, I tried in the beginning keeping her on schedule, thinking, or actually, let me rephrase that, putting her on my schedule. (laughs) Which meant getting up early, taking your morning, noon, evening and bedtime meds. Morning was morning. But what I soon learned, let morning be what it is for her. (laughs) And I now have my morning so I don't let her sleep past noon, but I definitely let her sleep in. And her day starts with her medication when she wakes up. So mm-hmm. now I, I have my mornings in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then meal prep became really, that's my biggest accomplishment, um, implementing things I learned from my wellness journey. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, it seemed, cooking healthy meals seemed so arduous. Mm-hmm. Um, and we often just abort and go unhealthy routes, but I've created some systems and processes. And really, I, I enjoy cooking. And uh, I've simplified that process, and we pre- I prepare healthy meals, and it's really been fantastic.
0: You know, when you kind of just talked about, and I do want to talk more about the systems as we get through your journey and kind of the transition that was made after that. Okay. But I do want to, I think you bring up a good point about how you have this plan about what you're going to do and how things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then they don't happen, right? And so, so, you know, while they are are adults, we're all adults. When you think of even about children, you know, you have a plan for what you want them to do, but they are individuals and they're going to do what they want to do. Especially as a parent, they're like, you know, I'm the parent and you're the child, regardless of how old you are, I'm the parent, so you should be listening to me. And Mm -hmm. so um, it's great that we have plans and we try to put things into place, but don't get upset or bothered when they don't work out. Now, when you talk about high items, like a whole walk-in tub, sometimes it can be a little more frustrating, (laughs) But that's the journey we kind of learn about. You know, who would have thought the door was too heavy for her to handle? That was probably the last thing that you thought about, right? Mm -hmm. But those things happen. So, well laid plans, sometimes you're just not meant to be. Mm -hmm. And we have to have that flexibility to adjust Mm -hmm. because that's only going to make the journey much frustrating for you and the person you're caring for, right? So, flexibility is such a huge part of being a family caregiver. Yes. So yeah, that's a great point. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you mentioned about the numbers as well, um, about people passing before. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk a little bit about your healthcare journey, because sometimes, you know, we put it off, and mm-hmm. we'll say, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, But you are at the point where you had to do things to change things around for yourself to be here for anybody, right?
1: Absolutely. So can
0: you share a little bit about your journey?
1: Sure. Um, Several months into the pandemic, I was actually furloughed from a job I'd held for over uh, 14 years. And I never would have left that job. But this gave me the opportunity to be more prayerful and more intentional about how I'd spend this next chapter of my life. So a, a turning point was when I verbalized that I cannot come out of this pandemic the way I went into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's funny. I'd actually bought hoodies and leggings and I was prepared to just hide out (laughs) in, you know, what now was our work attire. Um, and I, I just accepted that this was my size. This was my my weight. And I was just, that was my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the Bible says, uh, you have not because you ask not. Mm-hmm. And uh, a longtime friend called me and said, hey, join me on this wellness journey. And without hesitation, I said, you know what? This is the time. Uh, everything everything seemed to have interestingly lined up. Right. Uh, I'd always wanted to start my day doing something healthy for me, whether it's working out or yoga or something. And I thought, OK, I have no excuses now. So I love having a buddy. I know I do not do well by myself. Um, and I know... And I, I'll use this word again, just systems, having a system and a process in place um, because I, I, I have a buddy, I have a coach, I have systems. And now I make healthy choices and decisions that really start with me. <clears throat> so in October of 2020, I began on a, on a wellness journey to address the habits that got me in the condition I was in. Mm-hmm. So, and and I learned you can't just stop doing something, you know, right. when it re- relates to your habits, you have to replace that with something. Right. So um, I've been exchanging habits, learning to address the things that don't serve me. And I lost over 35 pounds uh, within about the first five, five months or so. Awesome. <clears throat> and I awesome. never felt better. I thought, goodness, how did I not know this? Um, And my mom even lost 20 pounds eating what I was preparing now for myself. And even again, to the point of having a coach, it was a little frustrating in the beginning. I'm not a cook. And uh, the thought of cooking um, multiple meals, just, I just did not find attractive at all. And my coach said, why are you Feeding your mother, I tried to give her what she's accustomed to, and he said, "Why are you giving her different food than you're giving yourself?" So, shout out to coaches because it didn't occur to me give her what I'm eating. Right. So, um, and even at the beginning of the uh, or pre-pandemic, I had um, a caregiver who was mostly for for companionship and some oversight. But when the pandemic hit, I actually stopped the caregiving support because I felt I, I've got us in a bubble with the exception of this person that mm-hmm. is coming in my home. Mm-hmm. So I, I put that on pause and now everything is on me. I didn't eat three meals a day, but now my mother needs to eat three meals a day. Mm. And I realized I had normalized everything about my life, how I felt, feeling depleted all the time, not sleeping well, being cranky, um, feeling bloated with everything I ate. Uh, aches and pains, body aches and pains. I had plantar fasciitis, um, chronic foot pain, um, neck, shoulders. I mean, you name it. My, my eating habits and sleeping was horrible. Um, and I was all over the place. Um, but most of all, I was miserable trapped in my own body. I physically did not feel good, but I normalized it. Mm. So, um, I felt kind of, being pulled constantly my mother would ask for something and i'm responding and i felt like i was always doing for her and when it came time to do something for me i just would push it off right so i embarked on the wellness journey with my childhood friend and really um didn't didn't know what to expect but it has been the biggest blessing i now feel a greater sense of control um not just in my, my um, physical, how I feel, but just even the choices that I make. I used to leave home just to run errands and I'm already thinking where I'm going to eat, what I'm going to do. And now I plan things. I have healthy things around me. So I'm not always falling prey to my
0: emotions. Right. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. So now you talked a little bit about your systems. Can you give an example of one of the systems that you use now that has made a difference for you?
1: Sure. So when it comes to meal prep, so I will typically cook this person who didn't like cooking before. I now cook a couple of times a week, but I may cook, um, a couple of bunches of collard greens and freeze them in portion sized bags, maybe a quart size bag. Okay. Um, and the same with cabbage. Um, I make, uh, larger batches of food, but freeze it in manageable portions. So when okay. it's time to eat, I can just take that out. Right. Um, I have a couple of go-to meals. There's a family joke that there's always a rotisserie chicken in our fridge, um, <laughs> in, in either house, my house or my sister's. Uh, that's great for quick meals. One of them, something as simple as uh, making the three pound size of ground turkey i either make a a meatloaf a turkey loaf or turkey burgers and freeze Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. my mother loves turkey burgers so Mm -hmm. that i can go in and fix her a meal in no time right right by doing simple things like that even something as simple as rice making rice for her and freezing that so it's in portion sized packages and i'm wasting less food Um, uh, there are other simple things. I love mushrooms and salad and I keep those things on hand in portion sizes. So if she says she wants a salad, I can
0: quickly whip out the tomatoes, the cucumbers and, and it's done. Yeah. You know, that that's great because as off, as busy as we are trying to care for ourselves and someone else, someone else it's often um, opportunities that we can reduce the time that we're not doing things. And planning is so much a part of that meal planning planning Mm -hmm. um you know your visits early enough um, maybe a visit that you and your mom are going at the same time to a doctor right Mm -hmm. those type of planning allows for you to still be able to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and so um i appreciate that you're kind of sharing your journey and i certainly hope the family caregivers are listening and understanding the importance of just taking time to do small things. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you started off small and advanced. Yeah. Um, and so, another way that you're able to relieve stress. I know prayer is very important to your life as it is to me, but also some type of exercise and we don't have to have a membership to a gym or all types of things. So can you share some of the things that you're doing, you know, just to help that with your physical release of stress? Sure. Um, and even for me, I, I did not
1: like exercising. It was not comfortable. Um, But once I started getting some of the weight off, it it definitely became easier. But taking walks now, I do that um, regularly. Um, I even found a a recumbent bike on Facebook Marketplace that um, has become my go-to. I can sit there and watch a TV show. And before you know it, I've done 13 miles where three miles I'd be crawling off the bike Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. Um, but taking walks. And now I look at that as my me time and Mm -hmm. my God time um, where before it just felt like something I had to do. Mm -hmm. So uh, exercising and even um, before I get out of bed, I'm being very intentional to take some time to, to uh, reflect and pray or meditate whatever you do, but take that time before you put your feet on the floor, because once your feet hit the floor, They often get snatched, as we say.
0: Right and you know even walking it may not be in the neighborhood walking outside around the house walking inside of the house but just being able to do something because so often we say i can't leave my loved one by themselves or i can't go to the mm-hmm. park we'll just walk around the house or walk in the backyard yes. and have them to sit outside in the backyard where you're walking but yes. just sometimes we have to be creative in order to do things for ourselves because we don't Absolutely. want those numbers to for, for us to impact those numbers anymore that we're passing before our loved ones, right? Yes,
1: yes. And even even times where um, if there, there's TV time, if my mother's sitting there and I'm do, sitting there, I I have us both. Let's let's do leg lifts or let's do you know she may do some modified version, but I may lay on the floor and do some crunches or something. But that's been uh, something that we try to do together a little bit more.
0: Okay, awesome. So now that you have, um, you've gone through this journey, you've made some changes for yourself. So how has the changes that you personally done impact your work, what you're doing right now?
1: Mm-hmm. So actually my results really kind of spoke for themselves for me. Um, uh, I um, early, I guess about two weeks into my two and a half weeks or so into my my journey, I went to one of my doctors who I call my wellness doctor and she's my chiropractor as well. And she said, um, she's been with me. I've been with her, I should say for about 12 years. And she said, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever it is, keep it up. Your blood work has never looked this good. Um, I was down about 16, 17 pounds. And she said she could see even in my body, a difference in how my body was responding to to adjusting. Mm -hmm. So the foundation of my wellness journey was really rooted in habits. Um, how we address the habits that aren't serving us. So changing those habits really changed the trajectory of my health. I'm sleeping better. Those body aches and pains went away. The plantar fasciitis went away. Um, No hunger, cravings, um, having more energy. But even better, my disposition, all of that changed my disposition. I felt better. Therefore, I was less cranky. My family even commented about that. Um, My blood pressure came down. I was able to come off of one of my medications. Um, But the disposition was really huge because that affected how I interacted with my mother. Mm. Because, you know, too often she might ask for something and it might be the seventh request in a row. And I am just, you know, everything exasperated me. So feeling better from the inside out really um, helped my disposition, which then helped my interaction with her. Um, and then sharing my, you know, people could see the change in me and then sharing it with others. I then would share with with friends and family. And then they started a wellness journey or joined me on mine and they got similar results. So seeing people coming off medication, seeing them, I, I have one friend who sends me a daily clip. She takes a five-mile walk, she's 74. And she walks five miles every day and sends me a clip of her out walking. Um, But that has been, yeah, that has been what's really driven me and seeing people now able to make healthy choices. I don't know why it seemed so arduous before, you know, I would go in Whole Foods and just was totally overwhelmed. Like, I don't even know where to start. But now once everything starts in our minds Mm. and when we get our minds right, Mm-hmm. and wrap our minds around what we're trying to accomplish um and I even was reading uh, one of my favorite books now is Atomic Habits by James Clear and they talk about your goal being identity based I'm not trying to lose weight I'm trying to be healthy right that's who I am and once you connect with that identity for who you want to be that helps you change. That helps solidify and shore up your your habits. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So, what would you recommend? Um, two things that our listeners do today after after listening to this podcast. Um, what would be your recommendations?
1: So, I would say focus on your health from the inside out. Um, you know, our body is really just the packaging. Um, I always say your health is your wealth. Um, But if you need help doing it, get the help. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I've done every program out there trying to lose weight, but it wasn't until I understood it's the habits. It's the things that I do day to day that are keeping me where I am. Uh, 80 to 90% of weight loss is nutrition-based. So get your nutrition right and things will fall into place. So Mm -hmm. focusing on your health from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is doing something for yourself. And that's how I looked at this journey for me. This is the one thing I can control. This pandemic has just wreaked, wreaked havoc on all of our lives. But mm-hmm. taking care of me is the one thing I can't control. How many times my mother's going to ask me to do something, right? but right. I can control what I do for me so now getting up earlier and doing those things uh, because self-care it it is just critical Mm, we really can't we we we're really dooming ourselves if we don't um take advantage of opportunities for self-care and it could be again something as simple as um as a walk you know Mm. it used to be my manny petty time things like that my mother used to ask to go it's like uh not that I find a place for you, but yeah, having things for you. don't spend your days being a hostage to your such situation. Find mm-hmm. ways to make lemons lemonade out of out of lemons.
0: That's right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, um when you talk about overwhelming, you go somewhere in a whole full and it is overwhelming. I think that's such a great. Um, point to have someone who can help and guide you to do that Mm -hmm. Um, and just take a small list of items and not plan to go in and just search for what you're looking for but have your list already ready so you know exactly where you're going Mm -hmm. versus going there and just kind of pick something because it can be very overwhelming Um, so we always Mm -hmm. start small and work our way up so um, Mm -hmm. you know just start with a list of items and just a food group that you work with maybe a few vegetables maybe a few fruits. And Mm -hmm. you're able to start there. And so you kind of start with that list and and expand it. Um, So if people wanted to get in touch with you or want to know kind of what organization they refer to in order to kind of help their journey begin for their personal progress as well, where would you say they go?
1: Sure. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Karen Reynolds or Instagram, KLReynolds7. Um, I also recommend uh, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. That, that's been also help, helpful. Um, and what we like to do is partner with people. So uh, sending you someplace to to kind of figure it out on your own um, can be challenging, but um, you can also connect with me. What, my website is coach.optavia.com forward
0: slash Karen Reynolds. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Karen. I so appreciate your coming on and sharing your story and your journey. Um, you know, I've seen the progress personally as to what you've done for yourself. And I just applaud you for that. I know there's been a lot of dips and, and curves and valleys and peaks, um, but you're, you're on the other side of that. And like, like you said, thank you for sharing your amazing journey and making lemonade out of lemons Sugar-free, right? Sugar-free. <laughs> Sugar-free, free. Right? <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: So that is awesome. Thank you so much. And um, again, this has been the Empowerment Hour that's presented by Call for Caring. Our organization supports caregivers through resources like today's podcast, expos, courses, grants. And you can learn more about what we do and even how to donate to Call for Caring at callforcaring.org. Today's podcast can be heard on uptomeradio.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and now viewed on YouTube via the Call for Caring channel. We hope today's episode of Empowerment Hour met our goal to educate, elevate, and empower caregivers during their caregiver journey. Thank you.
1: Thank you.